What's going on, America? It's your boy Sherm here with another episode of here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to be back in action as always. Um, Obed is out this week. He is already enjoying the Christmas holiday. Uh, so filling in for him, co-hosting with me this week is my boy Chris. Good to have you back again, sir. How's it going? What's going on, Sherm? Good to be back. Thank you for having me. Yep, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Dude, and, and I, I, I just can't believe it's Christmas already, man. Like, 2019 is over. Like, I feel like this year just flew by. I feel like I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt last week and it was summertime. People were talking about going to the beaches and stuff. Man, I just can't I can't believe 2019 is over. 2020 will be upon us shortly. Uh, but man, I mean, are you ready for the holiday? Or do you get all your gifts out? Or do you want any last minute shopping? Are you going out in these crowds or whatnot? Well, actually, up here uh, in the Northeast, in, Phil- in the bro- uh, city of brotherly love in Philadelphia, we've actually had a resurgence of the nice weather, and people are out in shorts again. We we're up in the high 50s today, but you're right, Sherman. It- it's been crazy. You know, the older we get, sir, the more I appreciate every minute of every day because it just flies by. And and thankfully, I'll be spending the holidays uh, with my sister down in the Baltimore area. I uh, got my-, my presents for her, my little niece, so I'm excited to get down there and and uh, how about you? You got you all set to go? Yeah, man, ready, ready to go. You know, dude, I I can tell you, um, I'm ready, ready for the holiday, ready to eat some good food. Of course, I'm gonna be heading out to the with the fams. Um, I gotta tell you though, gifts, nah, dude, I'm broke as a joke right now. I'm giving out straight high fives and handshakes this year, people. High fives, and that's all. I'm, that's all people are getting from me. <laughs> but nonetheless, I guess. Talking about Christmas, just you know, just really quick here. I mean, is there anything you're looking forward to most, or any just is it a type? Is it the, the meals? Is it the basketball? Is it you know just kind of hanging out with me? You guys play some games. What are you guys looking forward to most about this holiday, this year? Well, I mean, sure, we are on a uh, sports uh, radio talk show right now, so obviously, I'm looking forward to the sports, <laughs> my friend. Uh, I mean, we we've got a full slate of uh, incredible basketball games. Uh, coming down from the NBA would have been a little better if not for a few injuries uh, happening around the league right now. But nonetheless, it is a spectacular lineup we have on the worldwide leader at ESPN. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be some good games. We can just get right into it, Chris. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the schedule looks pretty, pretty good. I think one of the games is kind of a preemptive uh, listing because, you know, but now obviously, like you mentioned, there's some injuries. First off, we'll start out with Boston at Toronto. That's the first game of the day. Um, you know, I'm probably going to go Boston with, with a W in this one. And Boston's playing really well with Kemba. Now that Gordon Hayward is, is healthy and stuff, you know, I think Kemba's having a terrific, terrific year for the Celtics. Um, Toronto is obviously not the same, obviously, since um, Kawhi departed uh, for, for L.A. But I'm going to go Boston here in this one. What are, your, what are you thinking here? Boston has uh, actually uh, been a surprise to me this year. I thought they were going to take a, a pretty decent step back. Uh, with Kyrie Irving heading out and going over to Brooklyn. But actually, I think they've done a phenomenal job coming together as a team. Um, Gordon Hayward coming back from another injury, but he is starting to show a little bit of the Gordon Hayward that we were used to in Utah. Um, I think Brad Stevens, you know, should definitely get some considerations right now for coach of the year. I'm with you on this, Sherman. Um, it's going to be a tough environment, though, up there in Toronto, you know, uh, former NBA champions uh, of 2019. Uh, but I think Boston is the overall depth and will win this game. Yep, yep. Next game on the day, Milwaukee at Philly. This could be a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go Milwaukee. I know originally I was actually gonna pick Philly just because they're at home, but man, Giannis 
is just balling out once again this year. He's doing, he's showing, he's proving to everyone why he was the MVP uh, of the league last year. I mean, I mean, I, I don't understand. How can you really just stop this guy? You know what I mean? And he's developing his three point shot. If he knocks, he really just starts to knock those down more consistently. He's going to be unstoppable right now. He's averaging what? 31 and 13 right now. I mean, damn. I mean, I, I don't know how you actually stop this dude. He's an all around player. He's probably one of the, probably the best, creeping in that LeBron status or one of the all-around best, probably the all-around best player in the game, you know, because, I mean, if you're starting a team right now for the next five to ten years, you're probably going to end up picking Giannis. Uh, I mean, so I'm going to go with the Bucks here with this W. Well, yeah, obviously, Sherman, just looking at, at Giannis's age, um, you know, obviously you're going to start a franchise. He's going to be one of your top considerations for that. Uh, he is the Greek freak for a reason now. Um, I mean, that length, uh, his speed, agility for someone that size – Handle becoming a lot better. And like you said, Sherm, you know, what really surprised me about him was uh, the game they played against the Lakers last week where uh, his first three-point shot, complete air ball, utter mm-hmm. miss, no mm-hmm. fear, down shot, same exact shot, two possessions later and knocked it down, went five for seven for threes in that game. Um, Philadelphia, this is a real statement for them. If they want to really come out of the East and show that they are true contenders to, to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA championship – they need this game, and they need to, to, to shut down Giannis. And it's going to start with Joel Embiid, who's been playing a lot better as of recently, and as well as Ben Simmons. Uh, they really need to lead this team to a victory. You know what, Sherm? I think the Greek freak is phenomenal right now, leader for MVP, but I got Philadelphia in this one. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, I'm just going to be Joel Embiid, you know, definitely probably the leader of that of that squad. You know, I think he needs to step. He's averaging, what, 23 and 12 right now. I think if he wants to be elite, he wants to be great. I think he needs to get in that 27, 28 point range, but he's, he, he is improving. You know, he needs to be more fierce and more dominant down low. Um, but I can, you know, I can, I can, I can see Philly coming out with his victory if, if it happens, but I'm still going to go with uh, Milwaukee on paper. The next matchup is Houston at Golden State. This is kind of probably what you guys were alluding to earlier with the injuries. When they when the uh, when the powers that be booked this game, they were thinking, you know, hey, you got James Harden, you know, Russell Westbrook against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You know, obviously we know that's not happening with with Curry and Thompson still out with injuries. So Golden State's one of the worst teams in the league you know, uh, this season, obviously due to injury. Of course, that's not their fault. Houston, you know, um, they're they're doing what they got to do. Harden averaging almost thirty nine points a game. <laughs> I mean, seriously, almost that's 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 crazy. Um, so I mean, obviously, Houston, this will be this will be a cakewalk for them. The advertisers for the NBA for this game must be asking for their money back and not getting. <laughs> um, I mean, it is absolutely. I mean, I feel bad. I mean, but look at this game, Sherm. I mean, Golden State, literally, they lost to the New York Knicks the other week by, <laughs> by almost thirty. Almost 30, Sherm. Oh, my goodness. I mean, don't get me wrong. They had a nice win last night. Uh, DeAndre Russell finally played a good game this year, uh, had 30 points. But, I mean, yeah, he had 30 points, and that's even nine less than James Harden is averaging all year. Russell Westbrook still a triple-double machine. Uh, they've got their defensive deficiencies. Um, so, like you said, they're kind of doing what they're going to do. I think they're going to kind of fall into that three or four seed overall. Um, but this should be a pretty good cakewalk there in Golden State. Uh, I don't even think this will be close. Golden, uh, Golden State down to Houston easily. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I say Houston wins by at least 15, maybe even 20. Um, probably the premier game of Christmas Day is going to be the Battle of L.A., the Clippers and the Lakers, of course. Um, you know, of course, they faced off an opening night. Clippers came out with that victory. I think they've these these two teams, you know, have are completely different from where they were opening night. I will say, you know, L.A. had a had a stretch where they lost with three in a row recently. You you, you talked about the Milwaukee loss, um, but man. L.A., well, they had what, I think, what, excuse me, the Lakers had, what, what 11 or 14-game road winning streak. You know, they're playing dominant basketball. Um, I mean, LeBron doing what he does, A.D. doing what he does. Um, can't really say who has a home court advantage here because, obviously, they both play in the same arena at the Staples Center. So, I'm just going to say – It's the Lakers town, Sherman. It's the Lakers town. Let's not get that wrong. It's the Lakers town. <laughs> It is still okay. Okay, the majority of folks will say it is a Lakers town, but um, I'm gonna go with the Lakers and for the W in this one. I would say by no more than five. This is interesting because of right now, both AD and LeBron are listed as questionable for this game. Uh, LeBron, you know, um, has a lingering injury right now, not necessarily correlated with the same injury he had last year with the groin. But, you know, they are being careful with that and AD having a lingering effect from an injury as well. So they might not even go. So this game could look completely different. Come on the 25th. We don't know yet. Um, I I think they sat LeBron the other day to prepare him for this game. So I'm thinking from the last reports that I read that LeBron will play. Now, it is possible that he doesn't. But on a game of this magnitude on Christmas Day, I think LeBron will be geared up and ready to go. That's just my opinion. But we'll see what happens, of course. And I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping he does because this is the premier game of the day. Uh, you have the two best perimeter defenders on the other side with the Clippers and both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, which will make it very stifling for LeBron to really get his game going. But no one can guard Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis is on his A game, from a talent perspective overall, I think he could be the best player in the NBA. But if they're not playing, it's a completely different story. So as of right now, just because of that up in the air of one of those guys and or both, I'm going to go with the Clippers in this one, Sherm. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, AD is leading their team in, in points per game, rebounds per game, steals and blocks. <laughs> you know, that goes to show you right that he's such an all-around figure, kind of like a Giannis, but Giannis has a more of a perimeter game than AD does and a more of a handle. But, man, yeah, like you said, no one can really stop AD. Um, so – like I said, I, if, Le, if LeBron, I'll put it this way, if LeBron does not play, then my pick will change to the Clippers. But if he does play and AD does play, everyone's healthy, everyone's playing, I will go with the Lakers by no more than five. That's, um, that's, a, shock, that's a shocking call, Sherman. If LeBron plays, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to be on record by saying that, folks. That's all. <laughs> Um, and the last game of the evening, New Orleans at Denver. I think this probably be an easy one for Denver. Of course, New Orleans is still waiting for the number one overall pick, Zion Williamson, to get healthy and appear, make his first appearance this season. Not sure. If, I don't know if you've seen a timetable for her, you know, his um, return as of yet, Chris. Um, I know they're still trying to hold out. Some folks are saying he should just sit out the entire year, just because New Orleans doesn't. They're not really going to do anything this season. You know, why not risk it? Risk an injury? Just let him just get healthy and just let him just sit out. New Orleans lost 13 games, Sherman. 13 games in a row. They are god-awful. Doesn't look like you know, Mr. Lonzo Ball or Mr. Brandon Ingram really did much to change that team. Um, honestly, Sherman, I think that's the best call. 100% right. I, I think Zion needs to sit out. He needs to make as what they call a business decision mm-hmm. and shirt his freshman year in the NBA. Denver is, is, a, is a better team of them, even if Zion is in the game. So this game is irrelevant. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They should just take this game completely off the Christmas Day schedule. <laughs> um, 
Den- Denver's got this easily by 20. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely gonna go with Denver as well too. Of course, I'll agree with you there for sure. Um, quickly, I know I wanted to just touch on um, the announced the latest Hall of Fame class that's gonna be coming up for next season. The names that st- are the head of this class are phenomenal. This is probably one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes in a you know pick could possibly be ever. You've got start off with Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Chris Bosh. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> come on it's it's like dude that could, that's a starting that's a hall of fame starting lineup right there big good lord you know how can you even you know contest that right there so i mean obviously i think all four of those guys will get in first ballot of course interesting though is some of the other guys and not only the first ballot guys but some of the guys who have been re- repeat um nominees one guy i'm looking at is probably chris weber um i think weber should get in out of this list, you guys, we got guys like Chauncey Billups, Mark Jackson, Tim Hardaway, Rip Hamilton. Um, I'm, I'm even gonna say maybe perhaps Rip Hamilton, but I'm gonna say Chris Weber has has could, could get in this year. Any thoughts other than the obvious, Chris? Which and you can touch on that if you like too. Any other thoughts on some of the other folks that might get, have a chance getting in? Sherman, 100 correct. This might be one of the best Hall of Fame classes to ever be inducted. Uh, Duncan Garnett and Bosch. Arguably the three best power forwards of their era all at the same time going in in the same class. And then Kobe Bryant, possibly even on that Mount Rushmore of all time greatest. Um, but actually, yeah, sure. I, I echo your sentiments. I think Rip Hamilton, uh, you know, MVP uh, for, for the for the Detroit Pistons when they were kind of ending that bad boy era. And, and really, you know, were the only team to challenge the Lakers uh, during that time. Um, I think this is just an overall great class. You have Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Phillips. Uh, ben Wallace, right there. You have three guys on the same team from the Pistons. That shows to show you how great that team was. Right. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for this, honestly. I think it's a phenomenal class. Yep, yep. I definitely agree with you there. Moving on, let's get into some more basketball news. Let's go over to the college ranks quickly, if you don't mind, Chris. Um, if you notice that uh, Memphis freshman Jameis Weissman is announced that he will be leaving school just after only playing three games this year for the uh, for the Memphis Tigers. Um, it was announced earlier that he was going to be suspended. He wouldn't be eligible to return until, I believe, mid-January. Um, it was stated that uh, his mother accepted uh, funds from, uh, I guess, soon to be head coach Penny Hardaway when he claimed. So since he made a, don- or no, a donation to the school before that, he was school, he was considered a booster. So they took an ineligible, uh, I guess, benefit from him. So he's entering the draft now. Uh, he's given up on school. He's played just what three games. So the seven foot one freshman center is projected to be the number third, per- number three pick in this upcoming draft. Um, quickly, quickly, just your thoughts on the whole, one and done type of thing, which I believe you might have mentioned to me offline that they're doing away with it. And, you know, how does it really affect college basketball overall? Yeah, sure. Uh, as reported, you know, um, in USA Today, that the league is actually proposed to the uh, National Basketball Players Association that the eligibility will be changed by the 2022 draft. Uh, various reasons for that in regards to uh, network and television rights, advertisers and things of that, both in the NCAA and the NBA. At the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all about big business. That's why these decisions are made for these kids, which is unfortunate. Now, I, I understand there's not many um, guys that are really ready to come right out of college. I'm excuse me, right out of high school to mm-hmm. play NBA. The LeBron James of the world, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. But again, they are few and far between. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily ruining college basketball and the overall product on the court. But this would definitely be dealt away with, um, and, and it will be dealt away with. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
it's almost as like a waste, you know, I, I feel just going there one year and saying, all right, peace out. I'm just, they're pretty much just there because they have to be there. So if they want to go out of high school, let them go to high school. If they want to flop, let them, let them flop. We saw it with Kwame Brown as, as an example, you know, let them flop. That's the, that's a decision they want to make by all means. Hey, I mean, and then, you know, Hey, that's, that's their problem if they want to do that. But I don't say, I don't see why you should limit them, you know, to making them have having to go to school just for a one year, having to put all this money and effort into it. And then, you know, having them just, just dip out basically. And let, and let them flop. Let them, let them, like you say, fall on their face. But here's the thing. Do not take away their eligibility then to come back and play college basketball, and also get a good education. Don't take that away from them. You're Just right. Because, you know, that, that, that's absolutely absurd. You know, if, if, you're a, if you're a music prodigy, and you go on The Voice as a 17-year-old high school kid, and you become a professional and get a record contract, you win The Voice, you can still come back to college and take music theory or film industry classes. So, mm-hmm. like, don't tell me that that can't be done in regards yeah. to, it's to a, no, you're absolutely, Chris. You're absolutely right. It's 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 so stupid and ridiculous that you tell me I can't go back to college and get an education and, and play just because I didn't do, I didn't pan, my my career path didn't pan out. People change careers all the damn time. Who cares? You know, let me go back. What is the what is the big deal? I don't get. You know what I mean? Um, dude, it's like money, 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 and ego. Yep, money make the world go around. I say, I guess you know, but it is what it is. Here we are. We're dealing with it. That's hey, that's the uh, NCAA for you, I guess, Chris. Mm. Moving along, let's get into some more. Let's get into some football news this week. Of course, we're going to talk about the NFL as always. Uh, first off, I want to talk quickly on the New England Patriots, winning the AFC East once again for the 11th straight year. Their dominance just continues. Just quickly, how how confident are you in the Patriots going into the playoffs this 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 year, Chris? Well, sure. This has been their most dominant defense uh, since the 07 team. Honestly, I, I think this team if they can start to get some semblance of a consistent offensive game, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're the favorites out of the AFC. There's just no, there's no question about it. Better than, I mean, I know Kansas is even coming on and that, 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 that man down there, Patrick Mahomes playing mm-hmm. out of his mind, MVP caliber, but the Pats are the team to beat as long as Tom Brady has some semblance of Tom Brady. They can go out on top, and I think Sherman, I'll tell you right now, if they do somehow make it out of the AFC representing the Super Bowl and win it, Tom Brady's done after this year. You heard it here first. He will retire after this year if they get the chip. That's not a bad sentiment there, Chris. You know, if he if they do win, he I don't think he would mind going out on top, you know, being that he, he is 42 years of age, you know, he's declining as well. He's not what he used to be. He's still, you know, playing well, but not what he used to be. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, consistent. They looked. I'll, I'll say this in that in the game this past week against Buffalo, they looked good. The play action, the play action game was there. You know, um, they were they were making play. They were being they were they were establishing the run. They were playing consistent football. So this is probably the most complete, consistent game I've seen the, from the Patriots all this season against and against a very good Buffalo Buffalo defense uh, for that offense. So I will say kudos to the Patriots for that for that victory and at home. So you're right, Chris. It's it they're they're scary, man. They are scary. Watch. Um, another game which was pretty exciting was the 49ers and the Rams. Honestly, I thought the 49ers would come on and wax the Rams. Rams coming off that crushing loss to the to the Cowboys the week before, to be honest. So I thought the 49ers were going to come on and just wax these dudes. And they came out. They had to go down to the the foot of the buzzer with the field goal to get to get this dub. What quick, quickly, Chris? What happened to the Rams from last year to this year, dude? 
Well, a couple of things, Sherm. You know, finally, you know, it got more tape on them, kind of understood what Jared Goff was about, and he came from being, you know, a possible Pro Bowl player down to what we thought he was, you know, an average to a above-average quarterback. Possibly a franchise quarterback, possibly not. Still up in there about that. Um, but really, this year has all been all about, to me, about what's going on with Todd Gurley. I mean, is it really injuries? Is it just decline? Or is it not them using him in the offense in the proper way? The scheme, I am not sure. But obviously, that is not working. And I would take a very close look at that in the offseason to see what's going to happen. I would not be completely surprised if Todd Gurley does not get either let go and or traded from the Los Angeles Rams. And then they are in a complete rebuild mode, in my opinion. Uh, defense is starting to get a little bit older. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure, Sean. They're, they're a very interesting team to me, and I don't know what happened to them overall. Yeah, you know, you, you, you said something very important there, Chris. You know, Todd Gurley, man, I just don't get what's really what's going on with him, man. Um, you know, I, I, what, 15 attempts for 48 yards in this game? He had two mm-hmm. scores, but yeah, there were short yardage runs. You know, how is this guy only getting 15, 15 carries again for 48 yards? He doesn't even have a thousand yards rushing. He's not even close. He's not even, he's, he's less than 800 yards on the season. You yeah. know, I mean, Curly was, was a premier back in the NFL. And the fact that he, they're just not feeding him the rock to me is, is crazy. You know, you know, they're throwing the ball a lot more. Goff has over 4,300 yards. Two receivers in Woods and Cup both have over 1,000 yards receiving. So they're obviously they're going, they're going to, with the air game more, which I get. It's a passing league and all that. But if you have a guy like Todd Gurley on the team, feed that man the ball. I don't know what's really happening with it. Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? You know, um, they're just hiding something. Something is they're you know they're hiding injuries from 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 everyone. I don't know, but. I don't think it's too far fetched to, to to be so what happened. What you just said, Chris, that he could possibly get let go after this year. I don't think it's a too far fetched thing to say that, Chris. To be honest with you, so I'll, I'll you know. Um, I'll see. My, Steelers, my Steelers would love to have him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So are you are you saying you don't think James Conner is the answer? I think James Conner is a fine NFL productive running back, but the way the Steelers, you know mold their offense even though they have changed to more of an air raid offense as well in the last you know four five six years with big ben um when they had Le'Veon bell they were rolling they were you know they had the three b's and you you bring i'm telling you right now you bring todd Gurley over there and i'm, I'm telling you, you you look at what mike what mike tomlin did this year without any legitimate offensive threats this year and what he did to have them at probably at a 500 record bring todd Gurley over there and see what happens next year for my steelers Come on, bring them on. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Moving along, um, a record, another record was set this season. Uh, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas broke Marvin Harrison's uh, receptions record for the catches in a season with, I think, 144. Uh, man, D- Thomas just balling out of control. You got the leaguer, league leader in uh, catches. You got the one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He breathes. We know we talked about the week before breaking the all-time touchdown record. Man. Uh, I got to ask, is Michael Thomas the best wide receiver in the game, uh, Chris? And also, I mean, obviously, you know, he's one of the top ten, top five guys. And if you can also even name your top five as well, too. Is he the best receiver in football right now? That is yes, Sherman. And it's only because one individual who we just marked, we talked about off the air, Antonio Brown, is not in the game. If A.B. was in the game, we would have a different discussion. But um, absolutely, Michael Thomas, he's doing sensational things. But overall, I mean, when you look at it, what else does Drew Brees have to deal with? 
Um, besides, if you took Michael Thomas off that offense, that's a completely different team, not only because of how prolific and good he is as a wide receiver, but that's literally the only target Drew Brees goes to. I mean, he literally <laughs> has a hundred more receptions than the next closest receiver on the team. It, it's crazy how much Drew Brees has faith in him for obvious reasons. Uh, top five right now in the game, Sherm. Um, again, you know, I'm going to add in AB there, even though he's not currently playing, uh, but we've got Michael Thomas, AB. Obviously, Mr. Julio Jones, um, Odell Beckham Jr., and then honestly, I would probably even throw in if he was healthy, AJ Green, but he's not. So that would be my top five. Granted, that all were healthy. Okay, okay, not a bad top five at all. I mean, just going off, off of active players. Um, first, I mean, to me, like I, I know Thomas is doing big things, you know, but to me, like I said, if I'm building a putting it in a tank and I'm building a wide receiver, the guy I want out of there is Julio Jones, first and foremost. He's big, he's strong, he's got big hands, he runs great routes, and any 50-50 ball that goes up, I'm telling you, he's got more than a 50% shots of coming down with that, dude. <laughs> Quite frankly, I think he's gonna be about that's gonna be about 90-10 in his favor. So to me, it's Julio. Then Michael Thomas, number two, um, three, um, we've almost, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, which you're almost forgetting about, mm. uh, you know, you got to put D-Hop on there. Four is Odell Beckham. And like you said, if AB was still playing, I got to put him, like I said, just, so, just off active players I'm talking about, four Odell Beckham. And Clark Frankly, number five, I'm, I may go with Michael Evans out of Tampa Bay. Dude, Michael Evans is low-key balling out. You know, don't sleep on Mike Evans. You know, just because he's on a bad team, he doesn't get, I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves, but he's having a phenomenal season. So that's that would be, to me, that would be my top five of receivers. You know what? Just, you know, I want to mention also, you know, he had a phenomenal year. Whether he continues on will be up to him, but Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is he top five? I, I, you know, I'm he, still gonna. He played, he played like a top five this year. He, he played like a top five this year. Well, when 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 they're all they're doing when Jameis Winston's throwing the ball 57 times a game, you know, I mean, of course they're gonna get the rock, you know, what I mean, uh, as much as possible. They're him, him, Godwin and Evans both do have over a thousand yards receiving. But like I said, they're all they're doing is throwing the throwing the thing around. As of Watch course out. we. As I mentioned last week, he leads the league in interceptions. He just he threw four more again this past weekend. You know, we're talking about receivers. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about him. I'm not talking about him. Keep it up for Chris Godwin. He has the same year this year that he had. If he has the same year next year, pardon me, they had this year. We're going to be having a discussion about him as a top receiver in this league. Promise you. Mark my word. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Well, it depends on who's getting in the rock. Um, let's move along quickly. Um, I don't know if you noticed, dude, the Seattle, they lost two running. They had a bad loss against Arizona last week at home, which was which is crazy. They never lose at home like that. Um, they lost two of their running starting running backs, um, Carson and Procise, I believe. Now they've announced that they're bringing in beast mode. That's right, folks. Marshawn Lynch is back in the NFL. Um, Chris, quickly, your thoughts on this and then bringing in, bringing in Marshawn. Well, you know, they asked him to come, Sherman. His response was, well, I'm only here so I don't get fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm really happy for Marshawn, you know, to go out, you know, with the team that he had so much success with, uh, you know, Super Bowl team that he was on. I mean, it's phenomenal for him. Um, do I think now being out of the league for over a year, he's really going to make that much of an impact this late in the year? Probably only getting limited five, six, seven carries in a game. Probably not. But I think more from a um, – team standpoint from a motivational a spiritual lifting uh you know some type of boost catalyst absolutely that could help out this team who i think 
is destined to make a long run in the playoffs. But do I overall think that you're going to help or solve the running back situation? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the, the deal is only just for this season. So it's for this coming week and then, and then of course, the postseason. So we'll see, you know, is he in shape? You know, has he, has he been working out? You know what I mean? Like you said, being out being out of football for over a year, you know, is, is – uh, it definitely is it's not the same. It's just you can't just really just come back right into it and just be the same player that you were. So um is he gonna help them? I mean he could. I think I think just that the his presence on the field for, for an opponent will just, you know, get their mindset definitely, oh man, it's Marshawn Lynch on the other side of the ball. So I think that'll just play a part in itself alone. So we'll see what happens with there. Um other than news, uh Odell, as we talked about receivers before, Odell Beckham Jr. He he got into it with Freddie Kitchens on the sideline during this past week's game. Um, you know they were getting dominated by Baltimore, dude. I mean, I feel like this is just an ongoing trend with the Browns this season. A couple, I think it was last week or week before. It was it was uh, Jarvis Landry getting into it with Freddie Kitchens. Now it's Odell Beckham Jr. getting into it. And old, and I, and I gotta admit, Chris, I'm sure you gotta say Odell has been pretty good this year. He hasn't had that many big outbursts and things like that when he like he was with the Giants. He's been for relatively speaking, he has been calm. He's been a very good, you know, good you know player on the sidelines and in the media and things like that. But man, I, I, the, the Browns have said that they're not going to trade him, you know. But my I guess my question to you: Should he want out of this just disaster? What it is, Cleveland? Because Freddie, I think I think the I think the real problem is Freddie Kitchens. Well, I mean Sherman, he's making at this point Odell Beckham Jr. because he's not he's not he's not a, he's not a dumb man. At this point, though, he is making a business decision, and that is the only reason that he's been keeping his mouth shut and not showing any type of outburst or any type of, you know, disgruntledness throughout this season up until last week. Um, you know, absolutely, I understand and I respect his frustrations. Um, he's not balling out the way that we're accustomed to him seeing. Now, granted, obviously, it depends on who's throwing him the rock and why he's not balling out. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield on, on pace to, to easily have the worst interception uh, ratio of his career. Um, but right oh, now, for he's only two years old. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not looking back even in college. He, he's never. We've always looked at, at Baker Mayfield as an accurate quarterback. Over anything else, true, he's true. always been an accurate quarterback. This year, he's not looked like that. Freddie Kitchens, that's a story for another day. I really don't want to focus on that because we'll be here forever. All the bad <laughs> things I got to say about him. But for Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he's got to make a serious decision here in the offseason what he wants to do. Sherman, he's 27 years old. He's going to be 28. Prime for receivers are in your mid 20s. Mid to late 20s at the most. So, I mean, he's getting to that point where he's not going to have explosiveness anymore. He's not going to get that separation. Be able to make those acrobatic catches with consistency. So, he needs to decide, is this the team that's going to give me my best chance to win and be successful? And that's thing he's going to take a long look in the mirror at the end of the offseason. Hey, dude, I think you're right, man. Uh, for his sake, I hope he does get out of Cleveland. Um not sure where he could go as far as salary wise, but I, for his sake, I hope he does get out of Cleveland. And he really just reevaluates his entire situation. I know he's all in love with it because his boy uh, Landry's over there, you know, and things like that. But for his sake, I hope he does leave. Um, also wanted to recap something from last week. Probably the biggest game of the weekend was Dallas and Philly. I def I'm glad you're on this week, Chris. I wanted to get your take on this because you're out in Philly right now. 
what was tell me what this atmosphere was like because we know Philly just really shut down this Dallas Cowboys offense. It's probably one of the best offenses in football. They came out with that victory. Now they're their league leader. I mean, they're they're leading the division now with one game above Dallas. Dallas had a chance to close it out, win the NFC East. They didn't get it done. So just talk about the atmosphere in Philadelphia, how it how it was that day over the weekend and what it's been like. And really you're just quickly your thoughts on the game and how just Dallas just put put up a Womp womp, <laughs> so, so, so we shall we say. As my boy Stephen A says on on ESPN, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> how about them Cowboys? Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's been a pretty good scene here in Philadelphia. Obviously, playing their division rivals or hated division rivals in the Dallas Cowboys. You know, a lot of smack talk happening throughout the week. Uh, chests are now puffed out. Got you know good you know pull the big P now on the chest for Philly. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're really now in the driver's seat for Sherman. I mean, all they have to do is win. All I do is win, right? That's all Philadelphia has to do now to get the NFC East crown. Um, and it's, you know, I think that with that loss, it's obviously the end of Jason Garrett's time in Dallas. Overall, Sherman, I think it was great for, for Philadelphia, for the city, um, and especially for that team and Carson Wentz, who's been coming on great over the last four weeks, um, and kind of remind you about who he is and what he's capable of. Um, so overall, it was a big win for Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I got I'm, I'm gonna say it again. I told you guys, I told you, America, Dallas was overrated going into this season. I said it. Everyone was all, like you said, they were puffing out their chest and doing all this one, one three in a row. Then you lost in because you didn't play anybody. You know, then you lost in a row. Then you won one. Then you lost in a row again. I said it. They're overrated. And you're right, Chris. This is will end Jason Garrett's career in Dallas. The only way he was saving his job, if some miracle happened and they somehow made the playoff and won the damn Super Bowl. That's the way, only way he was saving his job. But Jason Garrett will be out of Dallas after this season is over. But man, they like you said, they have one win out of their what they're what? They're seven and eight right now. One win against a team with a winning record. That's it. Everything else, they beat who they were supposed to be. And as a matter of fact, they didn't even do all that because they lost to the damn Jets, okay? So, Dallas fans, this goes out to you. Shut your mouth, okay? No matter of fact, know your role and shut your mouth because you're always talking big. I'm sick of these Cowboys fans, and that's what Chris said before. Like Stephen A. Smith comes on on, on, the, on air and says, how about them Cowboys? Because they always making a fool of themselves. Dude, this happens. They're, me- they're a mediocre team every single year. Sometimes they have great, they have a little bit better, they have double-digit wins, things 10, 11, maybe 12 wins, but they just drop off. It happens all the time, and this, quite frankly, this is on Jason Garrett. The play calling was suspect. As a matter of fact, he tried to put the play calling, the offensive issues on offensive corner Kellen Moore and the wide receivers coach. He said he leaves the decisions to them. Kellen Moore is a first-year offensive coordinator. And you're telling me, Jason Garrett, you're playing for your job. You're playing for your team to get into the playoffs. And you're put, you're saying it's all on them. You're not taking the heat for that. Shame on you, Jason Garrett. So, you know what? To move on, just to end this, Dallas is trash. I'm tired of, the, tired of their fans. Fly, Eagles, fly. And Jason Garrett's done a, done a big deed. That's all I'm going to say. I love that rock comment you made there. Know your role and, and shut your mouth. <laughs> dude because that's basically what it is you know and so that just goes out to the, i have no problem with the cowboys themselves it just goes out to the fans because they're always talking listen they've been talking they've been going to the super bowl for the past 25 years i ain't seen them there since okay <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say i ain't seen them there yet okay 
That's all I'm saying. Let's move it right along. Let's get into the picks for the final week in this NFL season for week 17. I can't believe I can't believe the season's over. You know, regular season's over. It's crazy. Like we talked about 2019 being over. Time has just flown right by. But man, um, it's, it's it's just crazy how things have just gone. So just quickly do a quick recap for me and Obed's picks last from Obed's and I's picks last week. Looks like we both went 13 and three. Um, for some reason, I think he might have gone 12 and four. I'm gonna have to go back and check the tape on that. <laughs> um, but uh, I got at least a 10 game lead on him. So Obed, sorry my friend, you're done. Your boy won over here. So I am the premier picker, folks. If you guys need your picks, come come get me. I'll let you boy. I got you. Um, let's R- get- R- 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 Obed. R.I.P. R- my bad. <laughs> That's right. Um, let's start off with Green Bay at Detroit. Um, kind of an easy one here. Going Green Bay. Detroit still going with their backup QB. Uh, Green Bay all the way. Uh, Green Bay's trying to get a first round bye. Very tough to play up in Lambeau this time of year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get this one I, for them. I believe it's at Detroit, though. It's at Detroit. No, I, no, I'm saying to play in the playoffs uh, at Lambeau Field. Uh, would be very hard and, and a huge advantage for the Packers, so they are motivated to win this. I got Green Bay. Got Green Bay. Okay, perfect. Um, we've got New York at Buffalo. This is the Jets uh, against Buffalo Bills here. I'm going Buffalo. Even though they don't need to win this, they've locked up that five seed in the AFC. Uh, just because it's in, it's in Buffalo, I think they're going to come out with their starters at least in the first half to kind of just you know keep that momentum going instead of the next week. So I'm going Buffalo. I don't think they would be quite as motivated if this wasn't a division rival. So I got Buffalo all the way by at least two scores. Okay. Miami at New England. Miami had a thrilling, so to speak, game against Cincinnati last week. That was a wild, crazy ending. Shout out to the Bengals for trying to come back and almost getting that victory. But um, like you said, Pat- um, Patriots adore, or we talked about them before being consistent. It looks like they're turning things around. So I'm going with the Pats. Yeah, honestly, showing that game last week for two teams that had absolutely nothing to play for. They put all their chips in the basket and probably gave us one of the most exciting games of the year. Um, energies were at all highs and now will be coming way down when they play the best defense in the NFL. Pats, Tom Brady want to get on a roll heading into the playoffs. The Pats win this easily. Yep. Uh, Chicago at Minnesota. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota. I think Minnesota still has got a shot to make the playoffs here, if I'm not mistaken. I think they might be in. They lost last week. They lost Monday night uh, against the Packers. They had a shot to even take the NFC, East, NFC North crown. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota just because it's in Minnesota. Chicago, Trubisky is looking real suspect as always. So let's go Vikings. Honestly, Sherman, I, I think the Vikings, um, you know, uh, really got really deflated after the loss to the Packers. A uh, chance to really solidify themselves in the playoffs. Um, honestly, I, I'm calling the upset here on this one, Sherman. I think the Bears are going to pull this out uh, in a close one at the end by a field goal. Okay. All right. All right. Um, we got a Los Angeles out of Kansas City. And by uh, Los Angeles, this is the Chargers. So I'm going to go KC. Um, Chargers. Man, Phillip Rivers, I don't – He he says he still wants to play. I don't think he needs to play. I mean, he may come back for maybe one more year, but he, unless they get him some serious help, the Chargers will not be making it at a run next year. So I'm going to go KC in this one, though. Uh, yeah, Sherm, I got I got you exactly on this 100% agreement. Um, Kansas City has been playing great ball as of recently. Um, I think they have a chance to definitely represent the AFC out into the Super Bowl. Let's go KC. Yep. Um, Cleveland at Cincinnati, the Battle of Ohio. 
Um, Cincinnati, they've locked up their number one pick in the NFL draft this next coming season, next next year, excuse me. Um, Cleveland, just Cincinnati, just just playing poorly. You know, I mean, they've got one win all year, the worst team in the worst team in football. Even though I'm sick of, sick of picking Cleveland, I'm, I've said it before, I'm, I'm over picking Cleveland, but just for purposes of making sure I beat out beat out Obed, um, I'm going with Cleveland here. You know what this game reminds me of, Sherm? Reminds me of uh, preseason week four. No one is going to be playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> no one's going to be watching. Is that what no you meant to say? Watching, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would be completely surprised if you see healthy scratches of some of the uh, star players from the Browns. Um, overall, it's going to be a, an ugly game. Uh, something crazy like 15-13, 15-12. Cleveland's going to win, though. Yep. Uh, New Orleans at Carolina. For some reason, let's say Drew Brees doesn't play this game, just arrest him. I don't much. Sure. I think they're trying to get. Uh, I think they've locked up a first round by, if not mistaken. But they're still trying to go for it. If let's say he does play, even if Teddy Bridgewater does play, Carolina's man, they've fallen off. They started their third string quarterback Will Greer this past weekend. Um, you know, McCaffrey's still, even though McCaffrey's still balling out. You know, that the whole squad is a mess there. Like, like we talked about firing the firing of Ron Rivera earlier in the season. So going Saints. Well, if anyone sits out, it better just not be Christian McCaffrey because he is on my fantasy and I'm in the championship. So <laughs> do not sit that bad man. Um, <laughs> probably going to win this game. I think you're right. Bridgewater is going to start in this game. But we remember he won four games while Drew Brees is out. Um, and he's actually, you know, fighting for a starting job somewhere else. And there'll be plenty of those to come. Bridgewater, I think, is going to ball out and do well for them. The Saints win this 24-21. Gotcha. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, this is one of the three games that Obed and I disagree on for our picks. Other than that, they've all been the same. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay in this one just because it's in Tampa Bay. Atlanta has been playing well. They've, they've got some good, some solid victories this season. Oh, one, of course, we talked about, as aforementioned, New Orleans Saints. But I will go with Tampa Bay this one, even though Winston leads the league in passing yards. Um, but also well as interceptions, um, I will go Tampa Bay. They're playing competitive, even though without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin last week, they were still in it. Um, so I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this one. Sherman, you do realize that Jameis Winston might be the first quarterback in NFL history to lead the league in yards and have a 30 and 30 season. By that, I mean 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. What is going on with that guy? No, I can't do it. I won't do it. Falcons, you've got to win this game, please. <laughs> Dude, honestly, it's I, someone has to develop him as someone. They need a, a solid, a, a quarterback guru to come in and help him out and save his career. Just saying. Five years, uh, five years in, and he did this. He did this in Florida State. There, there's no saving, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I'm going to go Indy. You know they've been eliminated from the playoff contention. Um, still, Jacksonville kind of subpar. This season, we we there were all, we were all, everyone was on that Minshew train earlier. He kind of fallen off. Nick Foles dropped out. You know, not sure what's going to happen there with with the Jags next season. But I'm going to go Indy in this one. This is on. This is a pick'em game, uh, Sherm. I, I'm coin flip on this. I, I'm with you. I got the Colts. Gotcha. Philly at the New York Football Giants. Philly is, as we mentioned, going for that NFC East crown. So I will be picking Philadelphia Giants. Or you know. They're 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 atrocious to say to say the least. Um, they've been playing better as late you know, as Saquon came back. He's got another hundred yard rushing game this past weekend. Um, but Philly, like I said, going for that going for that divisional crown. There, there's no way they come out of New York without a victory here on this one. Gosh, sure. I've been going back and forth on this one so much uh, the, the last day or so. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. Saquon Barkley still balling out, doing what he's doing. Uh, Danny Dimes, no Danny Dimes, he's Dan, Danny Dollars. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, sure. I reluctantly say the Eagles on this one. Reluctantly. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens there. Tennessee at Houston. I'm going to go Tennessee. Tennessee is fighting for that final wild card spot in the AFC. So they need obviously need this victory. They win and they're in. So I will go Tennessee. Houston's already locked up that division. Yeah, sure. I agree with you on this one. Tennessee's fighting for their playoff lives. I think they're going to come out final. Cylinders, it's really going to matter what the health of Derrick Henry is. If he's playing, then I got the Titans winning this one. Yep, yep. Um, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Even though Lamar Jackson is will be sitting out, they've already announced it. Even let let RG three get in there. I think he could still lead this team to victory, even without Mark Ingram. Even though he's nursing a shin injury from that or a calf injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, going with Duck Hodges, then benching him, then Mason Rudolph gets hurt, and then you got to put Duck Hodges back in the game. They're just kind of you know, playing Russian roulette there with the, in the quarterback situation. We talked about that earlier. So many injuries. Connor got injured that same game. Pittsburgh just doesn't have enough. You know, Baltimore is still a squad. Um, I think Earl Thomas will be sitting out as well too. But even without their their key guys, I think Baltimore should definitely still get this victory. I mean, shout out to Mike Tomlin. I think he should be the coach of the year, regardless of what happens in this game. Um, <clears throat> Steelers still, <clears throat> excuse me, sir. Yep, Steelers fight the playoff lives. Honestly, I think the Steelers pull this out one because, like you said, the Ravens are going to be sending so many players because they're locked in the division and their seed. I've got the Steelers winning this one and making that last spot for the playoff hunt really interesting. Okay. All right. We'll see. I mean, yeah, it's like it's just because because everyone's sitting out, it's it wouldn't be that big of an upset. Um, but I still think Baltimore will win this one in Baltimore. Arizona at Los Angeles Rams. I'm just gonna go with the Rams. Um, I know Kyler Murray got hurt in that last week victory over um Seattle. So, but Rams, they, they, I just don't think they just want to go out with with an L this uh, the idea to end the season for a disappointing season coming off that Super Bowl berth last year. So I'll go with, I'll go with LA. Yeah, the Rams are playing for pride, not prize. Um, so I think they do come out and, and play play hard here for the last game. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Murray injury, what happens if he's even able to go. Rams got this one. Yep. Oakland at Denver, another one. This is the uh, one of the second one that Obed and I disagree upon. Um, I'm going to go Oakland here. Um, even though it's in Denver, um, Oakland's been playing better. Um, Car- Carr's looking, just looking like you know he it could be possibly the franchise QB for them. We'll see how that goes. Or whether you know they're moving to Las Vegas next season. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, they want to end. Uh, even though they didn't end at home their last game out there in Oakland, like they wanted to to send off the fans the right way. Um, I think they end the season the right way though and get ready for that move over to Vegas. Um, I've got Oakland as well, sure. Yep. Um, Washington at Dallas. Dallas still holding on for that chance of that winning that divisional title. Of course, Philly has to lose for them to have a shot. So I will go Dallas. Dallas is clearly, obviously, clearly the better team than Washington. Washington, is, like I've said it before, until they get until Dan Snyder sells the team, Washington will continuously be a mess. Um, so I'm gonna go with Dallas. Well, you saw that Dwayne Haskins actually wanted to go back to the game, but actually got word from Dan Snyder that he should you know, quote unquote, listen to the doctors and sit out because they're waiting. They're just trying to hold and make sure he's okay for next year. Cowboys have a 93% chance of winning this game. This Sherman, I'm telling you, that's why I'm so interested to see what happens with that Giants and Eagles game because I would not be completely surprised. Cowboys win this, Eagles lose their game, and somehow them Cowboys sneak their way into the playoffs. So I got the Cowboys winning this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it happens, hey, that's all. That's great. They're, they're still ain't doing anything in the playoffs, though. So I will say that. 
Uh, the final matchup of the regular season on Sunday night will be San Francisco at Seattle. This is a big, probably the biggest matchup of the weekend. I think every all starters will be in this one because they are fighting for top seeds and things like that, home field advantage. So um, this is the final, the third and final one that Obed and I disagree upon. So I will be going with Seattle because it's in Seattle. Now, I know I said that last week facing the Arizona Cardinals. That was in Seattle and uh, they lost. But man, just for the fact that they're trying to figure out the seeding and trying to get a home field advantage. I don't think Seattle lets this one slip away. Even though we talked about the running backs getting hurt and bringing in Marshawn Lynch and things like that, um, I still will go with Seattle because it's at home. If it was in San Fran, I would be picking San Fran. But I'm going with, let's go Hawks. Obed, I love you. You're my boy. You know it. My heart, right here for you, my friend. But I've got to go Seattle. The 12th, <laughs> 12th man is going to be rocking, Sherm. This is going to be one of the loudest games that they have seen in Seattle in recent history. Um, they are going to be going for it hard here, especially with Marson Lynch coming back into this game. Beast mode, he's going to be getting that crowd going. I'm telling you right now, you're going to see him running the sidelines, arms up in the air, throwing, getting that team going. It's going to be an electric game. I'm looking forward to this. I got Seattle winning this game 27-21. to 21. You know, I'm actually going to say it's going to be 24-21 Seattle. I think it's going to be clo- uh, just a little bit closer, not by much there. Um, you know, I don't think it's, it's going to be too many too many points on the board. I mean, sometimes people would say you know, with Russell Wilson in the QB and, and the, the 49ers offense, you know, probably could be over 30 points apiece. But I'm going to go 24-21 Seattle. Yep. So I, th- I think you're right, Chris. It's going to be an electrifying atmosphere over in Seattle with that 12th man for sure. No way. Yep. Uh, Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Chris, thank you once again for joining me this week. Um, Like I said, I know we talked about Christmas, which is that's tomorrow. So uh, any final words for the people or anything this week? To everyone out there, much love, much peace to you and your own. Please enjoy this time. Remember, it's about family and friends. And just be thankful for all the blessings that the good Lord has given you and enjoy it. Can't wait to see you all in 2020. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Again, as Chris said, bless up to everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you're celebrating. Um, have a good time. Enjoy with your fans. Hopefully, hopefully, people get some good gifts this year. I'm excited to hear about any gifts. Gifts um, some people, you know, some people get. If you have any good things in, let us know about it. Um, yeah, man, that's gonna do it for us this week. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment and on also on Twitter at the WWENT. For Chris, I am Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace and love.